0: This is the best, 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 best practices in education, an Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. We'll go down to Odyssey. We'll learn some cool new things and new opportunities. Cause Odyssey is made of magic, made of magic. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, ...and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. Kalyan is one of Odyssey's founding teachers, and he brings over 20 years of experience to the classroom. Just a little bit about his background. He achieved a B.A. in political science from the University of Connecticut... ...and his M.A. in education from Goddard College in Vermont where his master's thesis focused on the design of holistic elementary schools. Kalyan, what is your topic for us today?
1: So I did my best practice on storytelling, which is really very near and dear to my heart.
0: I want to just read the quote that you began with when you were working with teachers because it's so beautiful. So here it is. You are not here to become the people that your parents want you to be nor are you here to become the people that society desires you to be. You are here to become that which is divine within you demands that you be. And it's Johann Pestalozzi, circa 1790. Tell me a little bit more about that quote and why it's special to you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) When you read that, my whole body just fills up. Um, I discovered, uh, Pesalozzi when I was doing my master's and just doing lots of reading into different types of schools and different types of education. And that quote really just spoke to me as the essence of what a school should be. Like, Mm. we are not here to put into you. We are here to just help you grow and unfold into the beings that you are.
0: What a beautiful image. And I think how does story play into that for you?
1: So for me, story has, it has so many wonderful uses in the classroom. Um, the most powerful one is that it allows you to share with your students and it allows them to just express what they're thinking and who they are free of self-judgment. So I teach middle mm-hmm. school, and there's a lot of self-judgment that goes on <laughs> at that time. But you can discuss really wonderful, deep issues with stories in a safe way.
0: Sure. I'm wondering if you want to share some of the stories that you used in your presentation.
1: Um, sure. I, I mean, I I have different stories that I use in the classroom for different reasons. Um, sometimes I'm trying to bring out a lesson or an idea. Um, Sometimes I'm just trying to introduce uh, a project. So I love telling the story about my grandfather, uh, who started as a beer truck driver. Mm -hmm. And he then was recruited by the fire department to drive fire trucks in New York City. And he ended up being deputy fire chief. And I do that as a way of... Introducing an immigration and an ancestor project for the kids Mm -hmm. to then go and engage with their grandparents about how they came to be where they are
0: So what I hear in that is foundationally teaching for you is about relationship
1: Yes, that's the key I think to teaching the way I teach Um, And I think it's just super important at odyssey. We really focus on more than just learning facts and ideas. Um, We're really doing inner and outer teaching. So you can't help kids unfold without forming a warm and trusting relationship with them.
0: As a social studies teacher, I'm wondering where you draw from for your material in the classroom.
1: Yeah, well, that's one of the great joys of using storytelling because the history of Human civilization has really come through stories It's Mm -hmm. our most ancient form of sharing knowledge and accessing knowledge And it is really how we have come to the point where we're at So as a social studies teacher Certainly any subject that you're teaching has stories But it's also a way to link the students to the past And say look these ideas are not just a hundred years old Or not just about this time period But they have been passed down For thousands of years. So I love to use ancient tales and proverbs. I love to use modern tales. I love to use music because music Mm. to me is, is storytelling in the modern age and it really resonates with the kids.
0: What I love about this are the implications. And we talk about this in the integral model of moving between history in terms of a subjective conversation rather than an objective conversation So what I hear is that story is a way also to bring relationship to the narrator. So who's telling the story? Why are they telling the story? And then branch from there. And I'm wondering, does that help you build interest for students?
1: Yes, certainly when students can connect the story to experiences they've had in their own lives and they can connect it to things that they know, it, it helps build interest. It also helps create brain connections, mm-hmm. and that's exciting for kids. Uh, they're always looking for connections. Their <laughs> brains are hungry. They want to connect this to this and make sense of their experience, and story is a really safe way of doing that. So it doesn't have to be too personal, but at the same time, it's very personal because they're connecting it with their lived experience.
0: Can you give us an example of what that might look like in the social studies classroom?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the best example that's coming to mind is, um, well, that's not really the social studies classroom. I mean, an example that that comes into play, and we can get back to social studies, is often kids have a sense of I'm not good enough or I don't have worth or I don't, you know, I'm, I'm lesser. Mm-hmm. And I love to tell a story, an ancient Chinese story about a man carrying a teapot mm-hmm. and the teapot or, or a water bucket and it drips along <laughs> the way. And, you know, and it, he doesn't want to get rid of his bucket because he loves his, his ancient bucket <laughs> But he's like, but I'm not getting enough water. And then finally one day he notices that there's this big, long trail of flowers to and from the well Mm -hmm. that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the fact that his bucket had a (laughs) hole in it, you know? So, and that story I have seen resonate so many times with kids. It's beautiful. It just, you know, it lands for them in a way. And you're not telling them anything you're Mm -hmm. just simply letting them experience it Mm -hmm. um from a social studies perspective back to that um if we need to go there um, i'm just trying to to i think personal stories like the one i told about my grandfather Mm -hmm. puts things into space um Mm -hmm. i've traveled i've been lucky to travel around the world so when i tell my students about well yes in this culture i've experienced this or i've seen this First of all, it, it widens their horizons. They're like, oh, that's possible as a person to like go and travel and live around the world and have these experiences. And also they're very interested in that firsthand experience of another culture. It's very powerful.
0: So what I'm hearing is that you are sharing yourself with them. So you're bringing yourself, You're and in some ways not just maybe that more shallow personality self but some piece of your deep self into relationship with your students
1: yeah that's absolutely right and again that is what allows the depth of relationship to form and it allows them to be vulnerable because i'm standing in front of them being vulnerable and saying this is a piece of my life Mm -hmm. um that happened and I think as you build that relationship, they're more likely to then share and explore of what's going on. And that happens in social studies. That happens in math. That happens at lunch. It's it's a constant flow.
0: Yeah. I, and I remember, like you you just said, if we have to get back to social studies. And so on some level, what I hear you say, or maybe the question that comes up for me is, what is the journey that you're taking together in that situation because really well let me what do you see the journey when you start at the beginning of the year and you are using storytelling and connection in this way what is the journey for you
1: yeah so there's a, f- a few things that come up. Luckily, at Odyssey, we're blessed with sometimes getting to teach kids for two and three years in a row. So mm-hmm. it becomes a longer journey, and the relationship just keeps getting deeper mm-hmm. and more beautiful. But very consciously, at Odyssey, we start the beginning of the year with a journey week where mm-hmm. it really is about getting to know each other and hear each other's stories. And start to build that relationship And then as the year goes on It's not just with the teachers But it's with each other And through continuing of sharing Trust is built And intimacy is built And it just allows for That exploration of Spiritual concepts Emotional concepts The learning can go across the board Um, So yeah we go through A mini master usually Um, Mm -hmm. where then the kids are really thrown into a maelstrom where they're storytelling. They're Mm -hmm. encouraged, they're given space to say, what story do we want to tell? Mm -hmm. How do we want to tell it? Do we want to tell it as a play, as a movie? What do we want to say? And then they're helped to say it, and they create it for themselves. So that's also a very powerful moment.
0: I'm curious if you could remember in the last year or two, what are the kinds of things students have come to when they are on that that very specific kind of time for listeners, the mini is two weeks, and the students are producing something cohesive in that two weeks. And I'd like to hear what you've seen emerge.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one that pops into my head is last year, my small group that I was working with, created a story about chips being inserted into people Mm -hmm. and them losing their individuality and being controlled from the outside Mm. and this small group of kids who were trying to resist that and avoid being (laughs) controlled and i it just it's coming more and more to the fore these days about this concept both sure Uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally being controlled by technology, I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. they're right there. it's, (laughs) It's so present to them.
0: Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. It sounds like to just kind of loop back to that initial quote, what I hear you saying is as you travel together, you're looking for emergent awareness from your students about who they are. Is that, I just want to check, is that what you're saying?
1: It's looking for it and it's nurturing it. I mm-hmm. think as soon as you shine a light on it, it goes and hides. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's really just nurturing it and watering it wherever you can and giving it some more nur- nutrients and letting it happen. And it's it's always a wonderful moment when a kid looks at you And it's like, oh, it really is about me, right? (laughs) It's not about you as the teacher. It's about me and what we're doing. That's always, and that often happens in the middle school years. And Mm -hmm. and that's the magic moment of that realization.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm curious, kind of, I know we're getting close to time, but if there's anything you'd like to share about the way that you use the integral model in the classroom.
1: Yeah, so the integral model, it's can be tricky um, for kids. It's vast and it's complicated. So I really boil it down to looking at perspectives most of the time. And mm-hmm. stories are a great vehicle for allowing to look from different perspectives. You have different characters, you have different ways that the story is perceived, and you have different truths that people draw from what they're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find that, through literature, kids can really start to do that almost as a habit. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm hearing this and I'm going to look at it from these different perspectives, from a global perspective, a systemic perspective, down to a personal perspective. And that's just a great, habit for kids to get into and really broadens their approach to things.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. And if you were giving advice for teachers who are interested in incorporating more storytelling in their teaching practice, what would you say to them?
1: Read a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Find out what messages and ideas you want to germinate. And, mm. and help grow and then look for stories that do that and definitely look for stories in your own life and in your own family and experience that speak to that um, getting back to what you said about establishing relationship um, yeah you know my wife always says the best way to keep a family together and to get it to grow um, and really feel connected is by sharing stories
0: mm. Yeah, wise words. Those are great words to close the episode on. So thank you so much for joining us today and talking about such a wonderful topic.
1: Thank you. It's been fun.
0: This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gergarian. And the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly.